developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. This episode of This Is Us 2 is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. If you've not yet been to MinuteWithMary.com, it's my one-stop shop for beauty needs. Yes, me, this like totally nerdy podcaster. I love to help people feel more confident and creative when it comes to their makeup and skincare. You can search the hashtag MinuteWithMary online, see kind of the things that I do. But the past couple of months, we've been talking about how since you are such a beloved listener of This Is Us, we want to give back to you. So I'm able to give you a super duper secret sale on some of my favorite items. The past two months, I've talked about my 40 Epic Mascara. It has been viral, guys. This product is taken off like hotcakes. I don't know if that's a saying anymore, but it is. But here's a question. How do you remove your makeup? You know, do you, are you a hot mess express? I know I sure am. I just need that makeup to come off quick because I want to go to sleep at night. Do you want to go to sleep at night? Do you not want to rub your face? Well, I have a new product as of November. It is my cleansing stick. This is going to take your makeup off smooth like butter, okay? Make sure you don't have to rub your face, get any more wrinkles, make you look twice as old as you are. You're not going to be like a character and this is us. Promise you. Smooth like butter. Smooth like butter. 15% off just for you. Minutewithmary.com slash discount is the website to get in on the action. I'm sorry. Right, I will listen better and lecture less. Okay. You were going to be a very important man, Randall. And a lot of important relationships happen on a golf course. Me, I... I hit a ceiling. But for you, there is only sky. So don't get caught on the outside looking in. Sometimes you'll have to play up to the competition, and sometimes you'll have to play down to it, but play the game. Providence, Rhode Island. Welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Everybody, how's it going? My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I just, for those of you listening along as these episodes come out, you know, of course, if you're if you're binging this later on, it doesn't really matter to you. But for those of you who are listening with us as these things happen, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you, and I want to say I'm sorry, because <laughs> <laughs> this one, this episode has been a long time coming. Yeah. Uh, if you're binging this, like I said later on, just know that we waited like two weeks in order to get, well, a, a week oh, a to week. get this yeah. one completed. We're actually doubling up our episodes tonight. Well, truth be told, last week was Halloween. Yes. And on Wednesday night, which is the night that Blake and I have a sitter so we can podcast without staying up until midnight, um, I had a concert. I had a Halloween concert. For those of you who don't know, I'm a saxophone player. So I had a concert that I had to attend. And then it was Halloween. And then it was the Halloween hangover. And then it was daylight savings time. For those of you who don't have young kids, Kids, you don't know the wrath of the weekend that we just had, but let me tell you, it was like... It was basically Guantanamo in our house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, after some children's melatonin and the babysitter, we are back in action and we're going to be doing a whopping two episodes in one night. To top things off, just so you know, we haven't even watched this week's episode. We wanted to keep as virgin as possible when That's it comes right. to our hot takes. So even though last night was Tuesday and it aired the newest episode, we haven't watched it for a variety of reasons, but we haven't watched it yet. And we are going to be talking about the club. So, Mary, it's time for your story on this one. If you don't have one, that's okay. I do. But if you got one, it, technically, this is yours. I mean, I can't really relate to this one. Oh, aside I, yes, you from can. like. 
I can. You absolutely can. Give me can. a hint. Not for golf. Okay. But for the other stuff that was going on. Give me um, a sentence that would help charge my memory. Once again, I'm sleep deprived this week. Going like. away with... Well, it's really my story. Then go for it, Okay, babe. fine, fine. Go so, for it. Kate and Toby, the Toby go and, and, and Toby has this idea that they're going to <laughs> revitalize their <laughs> sex life. Okay. After having a baby. Yes. And it's actually a great idea in theory. I actually quite like it. And there, you know, there was this one point in Mary and I's life when we had our children, it was our first time. Mary had uh, Felicity, and Mary and I went away to, oh, it was Mystic, Connecticut. And it was the first time Mary and I had gone away from our children, like, together. And we were we were leaving for, like, two days, mm-hmm. whatever it was. I can't, I can't remember what it was. But we went to Mystic, Connecticut, and I, and I didn't think it was going to be, like, this you know, like this sexcapade trip or anything, but I just felt like it was going to be a trip where we could reconnect yeah. and and be us and say, wow, we're finally away from our children. Mm-hmm. Let's enjoy each other and let's just have fun. And, you know, and if, a, if some more fun comes out of that, then more fun happens. But, you know, I just had this idea, like, this is what I want to do. I just want to be with my wife and, and I want I us to be intimate. Be with you. And we. You're welcome, Blake. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish always makes me feel uh, Randy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Love me some Hootie. Not. Um, so there was this one time that we went to Mystic, Connecticut, and I thought that, you know, it was going to be this thing. And, you know, there was this time where I was like, hey, so Mary, uh, so, uh, hey. Bow, bow. What, what are we doing here? And, See, I'm singing No One Bites the Dust because yeah, I know. this is foretelling of what happened. <laughs> and Mary's like, basically said, yeah, not even if you paid me in gold, uh, essentially. And she's like, what do you think that this is? You think that, you know, I this, there has to be more. there. And at the time, I and I really specifically was going through a lot of yeah. emotional stuff. Blake was in a dark place of life. And of course, this didn't help. But when I actually, Blake's in a dark place of life, I'm in a alpha male place of life where I'm like, I'm fixing things. No sexual. I'm a robot. Right. Must take care of family. And you know, and, and, people and are going to know way too much about us. But it, that's true. And listen, and I got it at the time. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't get it at the time, but looking back, I get it. And I remember being like really hurt. And I was being like, really can we upset. just be like? Can we actually like you know? connect in more, more than, than just that, that way and because we, actually, we haven't connected we actually podcasted while we were there remember we brought the mobile podcast oh God, unit I, forgot. We, we, I think we podcasted about outlander at that we time we did like from that bed and, and then I, we it, ate yeah. copious amounts of ice cream that's true that's true we had we had a whole bathroom set up i thought like it was going to be candles and, and <laughs> when fat kids have a romantic and, adventure i know and it's ice like, cream let, let's sit in the bed and eat ice cream yeah <laughs> that's basically what happened between us so yeah and and Actually, I mark it as a time. I still have the the card that got us into the room uh, because I remember thinking this is going to be the reminder to me Aww. of when things were not great. Oof. And I uh, and and but I it, it was the turning point. It was the moment where I decided I'm not going to be like that anymore. I'm not going to. I don't want to be that depressed or I don't want to be that type of person anymore. I just, I want to move on with my life. Mm-hmm. So I keep that card in my wallet so that anytime I get really upset or down or depressed, I look back on it and I say, no, this is when I made my choice. And so, yeah, there you go. That's it. That's how Mary and I relate to this story. It was <laughs> sexcapade gone wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Sexcapade gone wrong you're welcome (laughs) okay so uh there we go that's our story and we want to remind you all that we would love to connect with you especially when we go offline because it's the halloween hangover feel free to reach out to us on social media you can search mary and blake plus you could check out all of our episodes for the other podcasts that we do you could find us also on youtube um, on Instagram, Blake keeps up with that feed. Graham's happening, baby. Yeah, or at maryandblake.com. Hi, 
right, so let's get into the details for yeah. this one. What do you think about that? Oh, please. The episode title was obviously called The Club. Mm-hmm. It refers, I think, to a lot of different things in this episode. I know. Episode. It's, it's so smart. It's it, it, Of course, it's about the golf club, the, yeah. uh, the wedge that uh, Randall was using. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about the club that they went to, and uh, it's a club that Jack is potentially yep. going to join, although he turns it down. It's a club that Randall is trying to join with all the other guys, and uh, you know the the club could refer to uh, the the relationship club between Kevin and Cassidy. Yeah. It's it, it, there's a whole litany of different meanings here. All multifaceted, and I thought it was a very clever title. It truly is. The director, uh, the director was Jessica Yu, and she is actually a, a seasoned television director, uh, doing episodes of ER, Parenthood, Scandal, Castle, the show I'm Dying Up Here on Showtime, uh, The Affair, and one of my favorite shows mm-hmm. of all time, Billions. Oh, Billions. Oh, you were loving. Oh, Billions is is like Billions is right up there with uh, Succession right now. Those, okay. those, oh my god. And then she also just directed the pilot of that show Bluff City Law on NBC. Never heard of it. Okay. Yeah, so it's yeah, not great, Bob. Um the writer was Kevin Falls, who has written uh, a couple of episodes of This Is Us, including Songbird Road Part yeah. 1 okay. and Six Thanksgivings. Okay. So that is that Marvin, what do you got for your lemonade rating? A 4.5. Really? Yep. I am shocked. You want to know why? Why? I'll let you know my bad. There you go. Leave it at that. <laughs> we, ladies and gentlemen, we call that a professional tease. You're welcome. <laughs> for me, it's a 4.6. I'm actually higher than you on this one. Our pig's flying. I cannot believe that. Has hell frozen over? Seriously. Like, wow. <laughs> Holy smokes. What, what the heck happened there? All right, so I got a 4.6. You, my love, got a 4.5, which is a record beater. I, I don't know how the hell that happened. But anyway, what do you got for your GBG, my darling? Okay, so to kick things off, just creeping on my ex <laughs> yep. is my good. Totally agree. <laughs> I just, I loved it because, um, you know, it's just so real. Like, it's what people do. We're all like, just creepers on the internet um, and we expect everyone to know what that means and then you come across someone who probably doesn't even have a Facebook page like I highly doubt Nikki even has a Facebook page yeah no 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 chance no IG doesn't even know what this language is and I just loved that conversation of Kevin explaining it to Nikki it reminded me of when I used to tell my mom where the play button was every single weekend on the VCR (laughs) Um, my bad yep what do you got was just simply that the internet was ruining my life because it ruined my experience of this episode and this is why it got a 4.5 explain explain a little bit further okay so blake and i don't really like have cable Mm -hmm. but we have an apple tv and we use um someone else's login for nbc because this is like the only show we watch on nbc i'll be real with you even when it comes to the thanksgiving parade i go on youtube and i watch last year's (laughs) thanksgiving day parade because there's some genius out there who cuts out all the commercials which saves my sanity and my pocketbook when it comes to christmas time for my kids anyway so we watch nbc off of the nbc app and the nbc app was crazy or actually it was our internet that was crazy last week and you want to know what it skipped all like the important parts of the episode. So I It, it like was, buffers. Yeah, it just kinda like stops and buffers and then we missed like two minutes. So we missed all of it like Randall was not having fun on the golf course and then all of a sudden he's in the golf cart with the councilman. And I was like how the heck did that happen? And so we missed little bits and pieces. And then Blake and I were trying to podcast about this episode earlier this week. And he was like, yeah, wasn't it crazy how Randall actually was good at golf? And I said, no, he wasn't. Randall was terrible at golf. The whole episode was about how terrible he was. And Blake realized that it was buffering during that time. And I hadn't been able to actually watch the entire episode the whole way through. So our internet decided to buffer on like key points of the episode. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we missed the fact that Kate and Toby did get to have sex. Yeah, pretty, we, you know, we missed definitely that. Definitely missed that. So they just like in my first version of this episode viewing, Kate and Toby never had sex. Randall totally sticks at golf. <laughs> That's my bad. It has nothing to do with the actual episode. It has everything to do with internet. And when Blake and I tried to podcast about this episode, I lost my ish. And I said, I can't. What do you mean he's good at golf? I can't handle this internet. And Blake immediately went out to Best Buy and fixed the internet the next day. Yes, I did. Because I I was like, that's it. 
I was like flipping tables. I was like Teresa from the Housewives in New Jersey. <laughs> in my defense, we had a, like a cheap way to get internet upstairs. Our internet comes in into our- In case can't tell we're cheap. We just said we, we steal NBC, which is a free station. <laughs> <laughs> it's a free station. We our, our studio is downstairs in our basement, and I want the highest quality internet connection for our studio. So I got to find a way for all the internet to go upstairs into our house. So I went out and bought the expensive stuff. <laughs> And we made it work. Okay, what do you got for your great? Okay, my great is that I got to get the knowledge that Randall's great at everything. He's great at everything. Not really. Okay, (laughs) but he's great at playing the game. Simply put. Yes. Take it how you may. Okay. But I'm just happy that I I was able to see that last minute of him actually (laughs) practicing golf. That was my great. It was like the light switch went on. I was like, this whole episode oh, makes sense. I get it I know now. that I just did nothing like revolutionary to everyone listening. They're like, Mary, those are the stupid GBGs ever. But I don't care. Those are my honest truths. Blake will now get deep. No, it is what it is. All right. For me, I got it. For the, for the good, I got a tie. Okay. Uh, the first, uh, it's the, the score during the final moments of the show in Jack's speech plus like the golf reveal. It is the end theme to this is us but it's slowed down mm-hmm. in, in an acoustic version oh yeah when that happened it just felt right it it everything tied together randall looking off into the distance putting the golf ball in the water this is for you pops like the whole thing it all gelled together for me because of the score uh that was put together by Siddhartha Kolsa. Like, mm-hmm. it was incredible. Uh, another thing here that's good for me is uh, th- essentially what we're getting this season is a buddy comedy. Uh, a buddy comedy between Nikki and Kevin. And you've already made light of yeah. it, my love, which is the whole thing of like, he doesn't even know what Facebook is yes. and uh, he's he's creeping on his ex and that, that great line of, what does that even mean? Yes. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. The dynamic between these two between these two characters and Mm -hmm. and I said it actually as we were watching it in between buffering points uh, was this is the best this is the best part of the whole season so far for me these two together the dynamic between the two we actually missed that part too no no we we got it we we watched it yeah we watched it Um, this was the best part of, of the whole season so far between these two the dynamic between the two and what that all means for each other how they Give something to each other that they don't have. You know already. what I'm not ready for? Nikki what? to die. Uh, no, no, that's going to be bad news. Oh wait, isn't Nikki at the end next to Rebecca? Yes. Okay, we're clear. Yeah, <laughs> we're good for a little while. At you least. can you can hide your Charmin. <laughs> uh, the bad for me, uh, also a tie. Uh, Kevin and Cassidy seem to have fallen into this cliche relationship. What do you mean cliche? Type, type beginning where it's they're both like, hankering for a hunk of ass. Oops. Uh, absolutely. Sorry, people with their kids in the car. Hankering for their hunk of, of Heine. Mm. Hankering for a hunk of Heine. Yeah. Uh, you like the alliteration there? I, I, I saved you on that one. Thank you. Um, you didn't save me. I mean, I already said it. The damage has been done. Well, not, well, well you're, you're Parents right. are shaking their fists. Mary, <laughs> I thought you were clean. Damn you, Mary Larson. Um, you can't say that word either. So, yes, it's th- this kind of how they've just been with each other how they've mm-hmm. how it's all come together it just feels like i've seen this before yeah and i thought that they were setting us up for something that we hadn't yet seen between these two mm. uh, and it's fall you know how like on x files it was the monster of the week sure <laughs> um for this is us it feels like it's girlfriend of the season for kevin and listen do you know single people our age uh, not really. Okay. So as someone who has several single friends at our age, mm-hmm. they have boyfriend or girlfriends of the season. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, and then also another bad is that they they did this last week with uh, Jack in the hot sauce, and they're doing it now with Randall in the golf. They're retconning this in. Yeah. They're retconning it in, and it's not like bad. It's not overly like i'm gonna i'm I'm just gonna freak out about the show because it's giving me something that it has never alluded to before and it's ruining my experience at least that we don't think like i've never seen the pearson household in the teenage years with like a 
golf clubs in the in the hallway. <laughs> no, and, and 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 to my knowledge, Randall has never mentioned golf before. Yeah, like, like he didn't put it on his college transcript that we were listening to. Right, and there's never been like a scene where he's at the golf course. He's mm-hmm. coming home with clubs or anything mm-hmm. like. And it, that's obviously for the reveal at the end, right? It's, yes. It's it's for the reveal that oh, he's actually really good, and he mm-hmm. just played the game. But it, they're, they're retconning it a little bit. Yeah. And it's just something that, it's one of those things, if you're paying attention to the characters and what they do, who they are, that just hasn't been a part of Randall's life. Agreed. At all. And um, because the show does work this way, where we know so much about Randall's past. It's kind of like, okay, well, you're, you're almost selling me a bill like of goods Like, we know here. the weird pizza that you eat. But right. we didn't know you played golf. like, And we didn't know that you practiced left and right. And we didn't know that you were that good. And Yeah. And it's not like Wait, he practiced left and right. Yeah, like he was constantly practicing. Like e- even as he grew up as a teenager, he and then, switched hands. No. no. <laughs> oh, he practiced frequently. I'm like he's ambidextrous too, as of this episode. <laughs> I thought you were meaning that if we're buffered, he would like stand and swing from the right and then move over, stand and swing from the left, like Jacoby Ellsbury. <laughs> you know what, Mary? You're welcome. You're welcome, friend. What? What? Makes me want to shout. Ambidextrous. Oh, man, that was great stuff. Okay. And the, the great for me, also a tie, uh, it, it relates to the golf. Even though they retconned it in, they took this conceit of golf and layered it through each of the timelines. And they're tying each of the characters to this game of golf. And it's not the game itself. It's what the game represents for each of the characters. And how that influences eventually the next part of my great, which Mm. is the councilman storyline. I'm in on the the councilman storyline now. Because... frozen over. Because of what the golf did for and what... The councilman's story is doing to Randall the character. Character should always dictate the plot, not the other way around. Okay. And, and this the councilman, did. The, the councilman thing is just a a, a deri- not a derivative. It is a byproduct of character of Randall the character. Mm-hmm. What happens here is part of who Randall is, not what he is doing. And I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I always go back to halt and catch fire. It's not the thing. It's the thing that gets us to the thing. I almost said that phrase to my team, my Team Magic Minute with Mary oh, really? team. And I was like, no one else will get this reference <laughs> unless they've watched halt and catch fire. And I don't know how many of my, I mean. Yeah, well, no, I mean, like. It, 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 the it's thing still... that gets you to the thing. Like, yeah. that's it. I was like, I was going to say that. And then I realized, I don't know if everyone's going to get that. I mean, you might. By the way, recommendation from Mary and Blake, go watch Seriously, Halt and Catch Fire. so good. It's the best show that you've never seen. I Agreed. promise you, it's on Netflix, all all four seasons. Agreed. Lee Pace, Mackenzie Davis, just go watch it. It'll change your life. Okay, you ready for the big three feedback, my love? Yes. Let's do it. And we said... That's three. Big three? Big three! Okay, Eileen Marie gives it 4.2 lemons. I'm so conflicted with this episode. I wonder if she had internet problems. I feel like I have more of a good, bad, okay list this week since nothing really wowed me at all. The good Randall downplaying is golfing to play his opponent. Oh, looks like Eileen did have fine internet. She got to see that part. (laughs) Based on the advice from his dad, that final scene where he hit the ball in the water. So many emotions, but that was basically the only good for me, says Eileen. Eileen's bad. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ready? Yeah. Her bad is Kevin. Shame. Eileen. Eileen's on a different train than us. Tell us more, Eileen. She says, I am. So out on this in caps with periods in between, guys. Wow, that's aggressive. Eileen is so out on this. She says, I get it. The chemistry is there. Oh, she's talking about the, you know... Yeah. Get it done. Mm-hmm. A Heine. Uh, I actually like... <laughs> Hankering for a hunk of Heine. I thought she was going to say the Kevin Nicky thing, and I was like, Eileen, what happened? Okay, so mm-hmm. she's not down with the Heine. All right. I actually like Cassidy as a character, and people hook up all the time. That's fine. But you just said you'd help her get back with her husband. I'm agreeing with this, Eileen. And... Uh, you shouldn't start a new relationship in their first year of AA. They were clearly both emotionally vulnerable at the point, and, but I don't want 
the both of them to focus on them. Oh, but I want the both of them to focus on themselves. If they were going to explore this relationship, I wish they would have waited to build a really solid friendship foundation for them and have it happen more naturally. This feels so forced and cliche at this point. I'm going to touch upon this point later, Eileen, because I've got some ideas for that. Um, And Eileen's okay was Jack and his father-in-law at the golf club, but specifically seeing him drink. I thought it was interesting that they introduced what might potentially be his early struggle with alcoholism, but I feel like Jack was more level-headed than that to get drunk in front of Rebecca's father. Listen, I will be... I'm not an alcoholic, but I've been there for the few times that I've golfed, and it's hot, and all you're doing is just... You're at the cot lady, and yes. you go to the cot lady, you're like, just give me a beer. Yes. And it's hot. You're walking, you're sweating, you're golfing, you're talking. All of a sudden, two beers in, normally, that you feel like you're okay, two beers in, and you're hammered because you're just dehydrated, and you're stumbling around. So I've been there. I, I've, It sucks. I've been there. All right, we got an email from Barbara, and I, and I absolutely have to share this one, just because... I read this to Mary the other day, and it made us both laugh hysterically. So Barbara says, I couldn't help but laugh when Blake said, everyone knows who Uncle Jesse is. Mm -hmm. I literally said out loud, well, apparently not everyone, and laughed to myself as I tried to figure out who the hell Uncle Jesse was. (laughs) My first thought was whether or not he was on the Beverly Hillbillies. (laughs) Was there an Uncle Jesse? Hmm. It nagged at the back of my mind as I continued to listen to the podcast. Then suddenly, about a half hour later, I vaguely remembered an Uncle Jesse on Full House. Although I'll admit that if this question was on Jeopardy, I wouldn't have been certain of my answer. I'd consider it a guess. But you know what she would have gotten right? What? Rudiments. (laughs) Absolutely. You're welcome, Barbara. cud. So... (laughs) Count me as questionable. My second big laugh came when Blake announced that they were one third of the way through This Is Us being episode four out of 18. I was happy to hear Mary make that correction. And just for the record, math is important in life. Perhaps not in this podcast, but sometimes I get confused by the timelines that are mentioned because they just don't seem to add up. Just keep in mind that some of us are paying attention. Thank you, Barbara. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, my goodness. And Rachel, who is sadly still on Facebook as Bustamante, but we know she's Dido, right? Hopefully I'm saying your new last name right. She's having issues. Facebook won't let her change her name. Wow. It's not believing her. And she's like, I'm married. Let me change my name. Come on, Zuck. Get it together. Come on, Zuckerman. Well, anyway, Rachel says... Zuckerberg, not Zuckerman. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Zuckerman? It's a character. Zuckerman is the character from... Uh, I had a student with that last name, but that's uh, what it is. It was... Uh, oh, God. He was it. tough for me. Oh, I'm going to... I'm gonna. His pubescent boy voice had like one note range. It was a very difficult job as a middle school choral director, guys. Anyway, um, Rachel says, I'm going to give this episode four something lemonades. I know that's not very descriptive, but let me explain. There were some scenes that were 4.8 and 4.9 for me. Jack telling the dad he's marrying Rebecca, Kate and Toby reconnecting, and then somewhere like 3.6, Kevin's date with that rando. And that scene with Kevin and Cassidy was a 2.0 for Rachel. She says, I was really hoping that they wouldn't go that direction for these two so soon. They are not supposed to get involved in relationship in their first year of AA. Kevin literally said that to himself. Hashtag eye roll. Rachel's good for the episode was Kate and Toby trying hard to reconnect. Oh, Blake's figuring out who Zuckerman was. It's the guy, the, the farmer from Charlotte's Web. <laughs> Which totally makes sense. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Right? Oh, I've been reading that. We have the audio book. Oh my! Watch the movie. Oh yes, yes. Oh, sorry. With Fern, it's Mr. Zuckerman's (laughs) farm. That's it. That'll do, pig. Uh, no, it's not that'll do. You're mixing it up with babe. Oh, this is some whatever. pig. Not that'll do, pig. Whatever. Some pig, terrific, radiant. Uh, God, what's the other one? Whatever. Humble. Whatever. whatever. Freaking Charlotte saving the day and then she dies. Oh. That's a four point zip. That was the first movie our daughter cried to. <laughs> she saw a spider Charlotte, died. Charlotte died. Our own pet died and she didn't have <laughs> she a She like tear. laughed. But some CGI spider dies and she loses it. <laughs> 
Julia Roberts, she'll do it to you, oh man. Oh, my gosh. That's okay. a big anyway, mistake. Let's, Huge. Let's get back to Rachel. Now that we know who Zuckerman is. Sorry, Rachel. Oh, my goodness. Rachel's Good was the episode uh, for the episode oh. for Kate and Toby trying so hard to reconnect. It was such a real moment that I'm sure many new parents can relate to. I loved Toby's messy top knot. Oh, Kate's. <laughs> Toby's bald. She loved Kate's messy top knot bun in the beginning of the episode and thought it was so sweet that she cut up the wrong pants to prove to Tobes that she believed in him. I have no idea what's coming for their marriage, but Chris Sullivan has said that they aren't married by the time the, quote, her episode begins. Yep, and, so, that, and that's that's a loaded statement, yes. by the way, because she may be dead. That's why they ain't married. So now we've got another ticking time bomb, just like Jack's death. Rachel's bad for the episode was Kevin and friggin' Cassidy. She's so disappointed, she says. That moment was so predictable that I was sure they would have kept their kiss and hook up until at least a year of them being an AA. They could have had a really cool friendship foundation for a super solid relationship. Hashtag shame. Where's the shame bell? Sorry, here you go. Rachel knows. She knows. There you go, girl. And her great for the episode was all the golfing scenes. Rachel's not even a big fan of golf, but she loved, loved, loved that Randall was naturally good at something other than books. And to see his big smile at each age was so special. I love when Randall gets a moment of belonging. He always seems so in between of where he belongs. Also loved Jack's conversation with Randall about playing the game and playing to your opponent and how it parallels with Randall as the councilman. You know what was really interesting as I finally got to see those scenes? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I wondered if all three Randalls got to be on the golf course the same day. Like, I, they probably just use the same golf course. Oh, oh, meaning, okay. All right. And I wonder, like, if they all just, like, went and got, like, Shirley Temples and grilled cheeses at the restaurant together and was like, <laughs> so. At how, the 19th hole. How, how, do, how does Randall sneeze? Like, what should we all do? Like, so that we're all still in sync. You know what I mean? As the actors are doing such a great job. Yeah. And it's really neat to see that each Randall was at a golf course. They probably could have filmed it at the same golf course, just different locations. And I wonder if they went out for sandwiches. That, they, who, who wouldn't want sandwiches? <gasps> Princess Anna loves them. <laughs> um, you know, the thing I noticed, too, about Randall, like older Randall, is that his form is perfect. Like, it is literally tiger woods-esque perfect <laughs> i couldn't believe how uh how great he his his actual golf swing form really was I'm, I'm not a huge golfer but you looked at it and it was awesome so i always thought that the theme for this episode is that connection to humans happen on many different levels in a different fashion that'll do would, pig would you would you agree with that <laughs> so wrong uh would you agree with that on connections this, happen on so many different levels. Yeah, connections happen on many different levels, like in, in many different ways. And I mean, that's kind of an elementary statement for the show This Is Us, but explain so I can hopefully... Well, we have Kevin and Cassidy who are connecting their own way. They're connecting on a physical relationship way. They're connecting now uh, in a way that they're friends, but slightly more than friends. And they're, again, it's the idea of what these relationships are bringing to the the show and to each character. They Each character has something that they're connecting to another character that yeah. that other character does not have. And they're helping each other grow into something else. It's like the most basic form I could ever think of is the show The Odd Couple. Do you remember The Odd Couple? Um, no, I've only seen the parody of it with Harry Potter, um, a very Potter musical. Sorry, the very Potter musical. Oh. When it's Voldemort and Quirrell and they're mimicking the odd couple, I guess. Oh I've never actually God. seen the odd couple. You're but a I've wizard, seen Harry. The oh. stage musical version. Oh, my God. All right. So the odd couple. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. Can't You're welcome. Be- so basically, it's basically you and I, my love. It's It's this... Um, person who is very clean and very yeah. neat and like you are not clean. you're cleaner I'm and neat. neater than me. I'm much neater than you. Like, it's, but you are I'm, not clean. In and comparison, neat. in comparison to you, your side I, of the room is just as messy as mine. I wholeheartedly disagree. But fine, it's someone who's very clean, very neat, very uptight, very like like everything has to be in its place and perfect. And then it's the other guy that is living with him at the same time. He's messy and and vulgar, and he's just a disaster. And um, anyway, so that is what is happening. And it's happening with Kevin and Nikki. It's happening with Jack and Randall. It's happening with Randall and the other councilmen. All of these guys are relating to, to each other on different levels. And they're all finding a way to connect in different manners. Mm-hmm. And Jack is struggling to connect with Randall because 
he is using his old, well, you're my son. All I see is my son. But Randall's getting older now. And Randall is becoming more, as a, as a, as a kid and as a character, he's becoming more textured. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you may not see color, Dad, but that doesn't mean you see me. Yes. Right? Uh, and, and again, it's the buddy comedy thing with, with Kevin and, and Nikki. The, one's older, one's younger, one is uh, hip and rich, the other is old and poor. It's curmudgeoning, sandwiches. eating sandwiches. And by Telling the way, you sandwiches are going to be a big deal. By the way, just kidding. When Nikki is the one that is the voice of reason in your relationship, <laughs> saying, Yeah, you know, we probably should have gone on that hike. Uh, you know you're you, you're you got some bad news happening. Did you do you think that he knew that Cassidy was in the room and that he knows that Kevin being with Cassidy is the wrong thing? No, I just think he would have liked some fresh air. I think that you know he knows that Kevin could probably use some fresh air. Who knows? I don't think he knows that they had some one buck chuck. You, you don't know? think so? One buck schmush. <laughs> one, one time schmush. A little. What are we going to call this? Because there are children listening. I've already ruined their lives. A one night stand? But it wasn't even nighttime. Oh, yeah. It was during the day. But, yeah, I don't know. He went in at night. He was there making sandwiches at night. I don't even know. One day stand. One buck schmuck. Whatever. Is that what you called it? That Well, at Trader Joe's, you can get a $1 wine i guess you can't oh, rhode two island buck chuck. two buck chuck we don't have this for those of you who live in other states rhode island is weird we can't have alcohol unless it's at an alcohol store called a package store and we mm-hmm. all call it the packy anyway perfect discussion during these alcoholic uh anonymous people speaking of which oh are you still talking no, no, about go ahead. like go ahead what, what do you got couple uh, no i'm well, here Everybody's hating on this Kevin Cassidy situation. Uh-huh. And I am okay with it. How so? Because I think it's real. These are two horny individuals who haven't gotten laid in Lord knows how long. <laughs> so you're okay with it? I'm just saying it's realistic. I'm not saying it was a wise choice, but these people obviously are in nice physical condition. Okay. They're good looking. They're good looking. They they've spent some time together. She's Emma Swan. Like seriously, and he's the Manny. Let's stop and just reevaluate the situation. He just got all hyped up because Rando, as Rachel pointed out, was like, "There's nothing to do here except bada bing, bada boom." So you know what his little pecker was saying? It's time to bada bing, bada boom. Pecker. <laughs> and and he goes and he's alert and ready to go. That's Rando leaves. <laughs> yeah. So I'm talking about Rando leaves and uh, uh you know, we've we've got Cassidy there. And she's ready to to have some little pecker time too. <laughs> okay. That's what she said. <laughs> Once again, yes, are they both in AA? Yes, do they know they shouldn't do this? How many of you have done a little something cuz you were horny and you probably shouldn't have done it? Raising my hand. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you bring this up in the in the way that you do bring it up, because there was a great article on, on Entertainment Weekly uh, from Dan Snearson, who is great. Go read him all the time. Uh, they, he actually talks to Elizabeth Berger and Isaac Aptaker about this situation. And Elizabeth Berger says, you know, um, there's this moment when they kiss and it, it like the last interaction with Ryan was a disaster and here comes this handsome movie star saying all the right things including that she is trying her best and Elizabeth Berger says yeah that's what's going through Cassidy's head it's just a super vulnerable moment and Kevin is standing in front of her being incredibly kind to her and it's just one of those moments where life gets away from you and you do the thing that you know you shouldn't do but will feel good momentarily I've done that and now You've all done it. that we're going to have to deal with this and deal with the aftermath. And he, she even says, I think when you tell someone that you're going to help them fix their marriage instead of you and instead you sleep with them, you feel like things went off the rails a bit. Um, basically, Kevin is the world's worst relationship counselor of all time. But it, and she Elizabeth Berger, who, again, is one of the co-showrunner mm-hmm. says so we're gonna see kevin beating himself up about a bit for the way this kind of got away from him a little bit yeah yep listen absolutely. okay i'm i don't okay maybe maybe for once in my life i did something i shouldn't have done that blake hasn't done i've done this where i'm like oh 
Wow, that was a choice we made. That was a choice we made. Um, we're friends, and that was a choice that we made. And uh, we're we're just we're just not going to do that. We're going to pretend that didn't happen. Yeah, I don't even want to know. I, I know don't you e- don't. I- so that's why I'm being very carefully awkward. But that's why I'm saying like you're looking at me like you've never done this, and I find that very hard to believe. I but sure. Mm, I don't want to know now. Now now I got things running through my brain. No, Thank you. Nobody so much. you know. Nobody okay. we're still friends with. Don't okay. worry about it. Don't right. worry about it. Okay. Fine. 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 Okay. Fine. You feel good about that? They can. Yes, I do. I feel better about it. Good. But I'm just saying, if anyone else knows. That you've done this, even if you know it's not the best idea, especially if you're hyped up. And Isaac Aptaker even goes a little bit further in this, and he says, Kevin has a bit of a self-destructive streak. If it's not drinking, it's other reckless, questionable behavior. And I think that this is another example of his impulsivity getting the better of him. Yes, he wants to do the right thing, which is why he's settled down in the town and is spending all the time with his uncle. But at the same time, he's a recovering addict in a small town with nothing to do in watching his ex move on with another man. So, yes, I totally understand. Like, so I'm not... like. I I appreciate the bad in the sense that like, oh, no, man, you know, you shouldn't have done that. Like, exactly. We know Kevin's going to beat himself up for this. We know that this is going to be a very interesting direction that this goes. They're not going to live happily ever after next episode. Right, right. And one of the things that keeps popping up and they did such a great job, like they remember it was like drinking from a, a fire hose with how famous Kevin is. And now all of a sudden he is talking with this other random smoothie gym girl and the smoothie gym girl doesn't even realize that he's really that famous. Like she doesn't even say anything about it. She's not like, oh my God, you're the Manny. Like, well, let's sit back. Who's who watches the Manny? Yeah, but he's Uncle Jesse. That's what he is. He's Uncle Jesse. Biddies watch the Manny. All the like old biddies in the show have loved him. I don't know. He's Uncle Jesse. How much? Everybody loved Uncle Jesse. Everybody did. People like knew who Except he for was. Bob. Bobber didn't know who Uncle Jesse was. I think she's the only person on the planet that didn't know who Uncle Jesse is. I'm just thinking that the millennial generation, because that girl was young. She was like, see, Kevin's a zennial, like myself. Yes, yes. She was a millennial. I don't think okay. the millennials watched. Fair enough. Full House. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, one thing that the show did, and I can't wait to get your opinion on this, is is Jack and how they handled the Jack relationship with young Randall. And... Jack isn't always perfect, and he doesn't have... He even makes a mistake and admits to it. I'm going to listen more and lecture less, and then proceeds to give a lecture. But um, he makes the wrong move with Randall and says something that probably isn't the right thing. They've deconstructed this character quite a bit over the past number of seasons, especially in season three. Deconstructed the, the, the Jack. Jack? Okay, yeah. yes. You know, because we, we built up saintly Jack. We talked about that all season one, right? That, yes. that Jack was like a saint. And season two, they kind of went with it. And in season three, they really broke it down, that he was definitely not. Um, how did you feel about this and the whole interaction with Randall? As a young kid. It was an odd choice for a foil of mm-hmm. the two sides that we got to see of Jack. I will say that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like seeing Jack hold in feelings and go downhill and get drunk at this event and, um, you know, but then he does kind of, you know, it was, it was very interesting because he does, he, he uses that experience to try to relate to Randall. So I know that sure. it was important, but it, um, it was a multifaceted Jack episode, and I think that's what you're getting at, is yes. that it wasn't like perfect Jack parent. It was Jack the parent kind of doesn't get things proper in his wording or in you know understanding the situation that's going on, but then also like sprinkling in, yeah, this was Jack too. Sure. Absolutely. And it's great. Tim Matheson going full villain, again, just full villain, debating Jack. Telling him, yeah, there's the guy that I wanted to see. And, and of course, Jack's biting it. He's giving into it. And he, 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 maybe we're going to throw some blows. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <sighs> but Tim Matheson and having this antagonist relation, antagonistic relationship with Jack is freaking awesome. I'm so glad you enjoy it. I do. 
I know. <laughs> this is for the TV. It's not real. I know we have this relationship in real life, but for TV, it I works. Do. You don't. Oh, I do. Oh no, I agree that you do. I I understand. We you definitely do. But in terms of TV drama, yeah. As Kevin was swigging back, I was like, "That's me." On Christmas. <laughs> uh, another thing that the show actually recognizes <laughs> is the fact that they never went to the dojo. They never went back. They went a couple of times and like Rebecca remembers it differently than Jack. It, and that's one of those things as parents, like I think you talk about and mm-hmm. you like, why did we not end up doing this? And it was one of those things that the show just stopped doing. But they then they turned it into a plot point. Isn't that really cool? Yeah. Like they use that for the characters themselves. Yeah. And uh, and 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 how that may even play into the jealousy that Jack has mm-hmm. for for uh, Mr. Lawrence, the the new teacher. How you feeling about the new teacher? Are you in on the new teacher? Or are you out on the new teacher? I'm in. What 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 about him gives you the the in feelings? I mean, he doesn't give the creepy vibe that record store guy gave. No, absolutely not. Um, I feel like I haven't seen Randall, young Randall, be this happy in a very long time. Mm-hmm. So I'm loving that. Um, I don't know. I think that, you know, it's very important for Randall to have more just strong men in his life and especially strong, you know, black men in his life. So I'm happy. I, I, I'm loving this guy so far. Yep. Yep, and I love that there was that little moment, that little teeny tiny like pause when Jack says, "Oh yeah, I'm Randall's father from Mr. Lawrence." Mm-hmm. Like where he's like, "Oh, oh, okay, now I see what what I'm dealing with here." Like I I kind of get it now. Like I didn't think that you were his dad. Like mm-hmm. again, it's one of those things that the show does so well when it when it comes to tackling race and how Randall is. The, the synthesis between white and black yeah. and 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 it defies and undermines a lot of the expectations that each character has on either side mm-hmm. i think that's great i just i i think it's great and how about young randall waking up well before 6 a.m to go to school i feel like that's an absolute mary larson move that it yeah I uh I used to be the first kid at the dining hall, oh no joke, God. in college my entire freshman year. I would wake up at five, I would shower, I would gather my stuff, quietly pack my bag. Probably, actually, I'd wake up more like 5.30, and I'd go to the dining hall when it was dark, mm-hmm. and I'd be the first kid that the little lunch lady would let in, and I'd go in and do more homework. <laughs> oh my God. And I liked it because it was too loud to do my homework at nighttime. Mind you, I lived in the honors dorm. You are such I was like, a I'm going to sign up for the honors dorm because hopefully they won't party that much and I can study when I want to. Nerd! <laughs> Remember, guys, I'm a music like degree person. I don't need to be like doing surgery on people. I'm a musician. <laughs> I want to practice my saxophone no, I really well. I wouldn't practice my saxophone there. I'd practice that at the Fine Arts Building. Oh, sorry, sorry. You just wanted to do what? I wanted to... Um, do very well in 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 my extra calculus class. <laughs> in my class about insects. Nerd! In my animal veterinary science class. <laughs> I literally took for my science requirements a class all about bugs. And then another class about animal veterinary science, which is why I know so much about rudiments. Because we had a cow farm. <laughs> hey, what am did I talking about? <laughs> you didn't know this about me? No. I took calculus for fun because I'd already taken it in high school. So I took oh it God, for fun. Oh my God, I just gave myself a cramp from laughing so hard. Yeah, and then I took animal veterinary science. Oh my God! You took a class about bugs. Yeah, it was actually really cool. Oh my God! You're such a dork. <laughs> you are so, like, oh man, you're a dork. And I have a bachelor of music. <laughs> oh God, I love you so much. So yes, I was 
very much like my parents are still disappointed. They're like, you could have been a doctor or a scientist, oh, and God. you want to play your saxophone. Oh, I could have taken classes about bugs. I don't even know how to come back from that. I don't, I don't even know how to get back to the show from that. How, how do we <laughs> transition? You asked me if I was like Randall waking up at 6.30 in the morning oh, to yeah, go to okay. school. Oh, yeah, okay. That's right. That's right. And I right. said, yes, I was. Oh, man, you are such a dork. <clears throat> I would go to school in high school when I was already exhausted at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. to have extra time with my teacher. I was Randall. Like, I'd be like, come on, teacher, do, do you want to go in early tomorrow? And she was like, what the hell? Yeah, sure, Mary. God, no wonder why, like, young Kevin made fun of young Randall so much. He's just like walking into it. Of course he would make fun of him. <laughs> Blake and I have said it before and we'll say it again. We would not have dated had we met earlier in life. No chance. Zero. She would have hated me and all I would have done is just ragged on her. It just, it never would. I would have liked her and I would have made fun of her because I liked her, but there's no chance we would have ever become married or been together. It no. just wouldn't have happened. Because I would be like, oh, do you want to get together for a breakfast date? And he'd be like, what's breakfast? What the hell's breakfast? Is that do you mean brunch that starts at eleven when it's pancakes and sandwiches and, and, and hamburgers? Like I wake up at like ten thirty, so that's <laughs> I thought that was breakfast. breakfast. No, my second breakfast. <laughs> that's your third breakfast. You're moving on to eleven Z's by that point. Yes. <laughs> um, speaking of weddings and getting married and everything, that we had this great interaction between Jack and uh, Dave Malone, who is Tim <sighs> Matheson talking about the weddings and do you see yourself there and we're going to get married she's going to get married at this at this uh golf course and we're going to have all my friends there and we're going to do all this stuff and then jack comes back and says yeah we're going to have a house we're going to have kids and let me ask you do you see yourself there oh man how do you feel about this about what's happening between the two and do you feel like that this was the right choice that jack makes Um, you can be truthful go right ahead let's go let's have it out um yes i kind of think so too i kind of think so too yes i feel like you would have done the same thing yes (laughs) (laughs) so isaac aptaker actually ends up saying the same exact thing about this uh when it comes to the show and he talks about... <laughs> have such a difficult relationship. I'm so sorry, friends. I have to be so careful. Every once in a while, I wear my in-laws. will listen to this podcast. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. I, I <sighs> doubt that they'll take the time to listen to this. Um, they would have stopped at rudiments, the first mention uh, of Oh, them. absolutely. Okay. Uh, Isaac Aptaker said, <laughs> all of this is so interesting because we're exploring a time in the relationship uh, between... Um, uh, Jack and Rebecca where this is a huge obstacle of her father but we also know how the story ends to a certain extent we know that they do wind up having the city hall marriage and having this incredible family together so the mystery is really filling in the blanks so yeah we're shedding light on his ideal version of his daughter's wedding when we know that's not how it ultimately turns out which begs the question well how did it get so off course or on course, depending on how you're looking at it. So are you interested at all in hearing, um, well, in, in this in this part of the story for Jack and Rebecca? Do you feel like this is worthy of yes. getting into? Yes. Because we have cut off ties with Rebecca's family. Yes. You know, they are not a part. Like, I don't even know if that side of the family grandparents are still alive no, no, you know the mother's still alive. At this point? Because why haven't we why hasn't she met baby Jack? Oh, at this point, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think uh I think she's probably dead and gone like, yeah. for baby Jack time. But in terms of That's what I mean, like in this day and age. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep, so I gotcha. we really haven't dealt with any of that and we didn't really get to see them aside from that awkward cranberry sauce Thanksgiving fiasco. Right, and we didn't you know, even see the dad. We just they, they were just on the way. Yeah. They were just on the way. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Okay. All right. And uh, so, and before we have to end this episode, I let's just, let's talk about it because I know we began the episode this way and I kind of want to close it out mm-hmm. with the whole Toby and Kate thing. Um, the Toby relationship is, I'm not saying going down the drain, but I think it's taking the natural course of what new parents go through, which yes. especially with a 
child that has some kind of handicap in 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 whatever way a handicap would would be defined um are you in on how they're taking this relationship do you feel like it's realistic and do you feel like it's cliche at all no, I don't think it's cliche and I think it's completely realistic. And I think for people who maybe haven't had a child or haven't had um, a major stressor, no matter what that is, mm-hmm. death, move, uh, loss of job, like a uh, sickness, like if you haven't gone through a major upheaval of your life that has added tremendous amounts of stress, maybe physical stress, lack of sleep, you know, physical stress in your body. If you haven't gone through that together as a couple, when you when you finally do it's a flipping doozy sure and i think that it's a doozy in so many ways and that's you know kate addresses that like i don't sleep and i'm covered in puke all the time and you can tell that toby obviously is stressed and obviously intimacy can be affected by all that so i think it's very very realistic i totally agree i i agree about the whole thing of um the the physical relationship between the two uh, simply just because I lived it and it's hard and and it, and it's not just about the baby it's about everything that goes along with mm-hmm. it too it's uh, it's the fact that you feel like you're doing more than the other person or the, that person feels like they're doing more than you and I have my own life that I have to, to attest to I have we have our relationship to get involved with so when Toby is trying to get himself all worked up and ready to go and he can't um, it makes sense to me because it's it's about the pants and you, why do you take the pants? Yep. And why do you do you do you not believe me that I can keep this weight off? And I have all this pressure on me, and I'm trying the best that I can. And oh my god, it all just comes crashing down. And especially for someone like Toby, who is already easily uh, um, uh, susceptible to Sensitive. depression. Yes, um, for all this to happen, I, I just don't see anything good coming down the road for these two uh, at least for the time being um, just because there's there's just a lot and when you already have someone who's already susceptible they can't help but go down that road and even though he's going to the gym and doing whatever I don't know I just I think they're doing a good job with this relationship and how they handled it uh, I think I think it was I think it was just right all right you got anything else about this episode my darling no got any uh, you ready for in and out yes all right let's do in or out What's it going to be, McFly? Are you in or out? All right, in or out on gin. Are you are you in and out on gin? In. I'm out on gin. Oh. I can't stand gin. Even gin and tonic. I can't take gin and tonic. It's my go-to drink at summertime weddings. Um, Mojitos are more summertime mm. wedding for you. Not anymore. There's a there there's a reason for that, we'll ladies tell and that gentlemen. Some other day. That's another story for another day. All right, in or out on golf. Out. Uh, I'm kind of out on golf too. Like I understand the importance of it, but I'm out on golf. I hate sweating and I just picture if I had to go and stand in the sun all day, I would just whine. It's great. You you could you could have a couple of drinks and get in the in the golf cots and run around and have fun with it. But I'm out on golf. I can't watch it on TV. I can't. I, I hate doing it. In per- I have better luck throwing the golf ball than actually hitting it with the club. I'm much more into Muggle Quidditch. All right, in or out on Tiger Woods. Out. Um, I'm kind of in on Tiger Woods now because everybody hates him. So I kind of want him to succeed now. Of course you would. Move on. <laughs> All right, in or out on protein shakes at the gym. Um. I don't really go to a gym that serves protein shakes. Well, did you ever have a protein shake at a gym? Well, you've been to um, the, the Rafa Yoga, the Rafa place? Yoga place. You got to get all the weird food there. Oh yeah, I'm in on that. Oh my god. Because then, way you know, like if you wanted to spend a whole day, you want to eat. Yeah, I'm down. I'm you know, down with it. I'm out. Okay. Out on weird food at weird yoga places. Okay. And I'm out on protein shakes at the gym. I'm gonna. Make, I'll make my own protein th- uh, drink. Thank you very much. Uh, in or out on in or out on hiking. Totally, and you know I am way out on hiking. Then I, why do you come with us? Because I love you, and I love you more than my hatred of hiking. <laughs> my love of you and my children outweighs my hatred of hiking. Oh my gosh, I love hiking. The problem with hiking is that like you just go in places. You don't you don't have a destination. I gotta I gotta have a destination. That's the point, Blake. Oh, you, no. could, you can have hikes with destinations. We just don't because we don't know if we could get to it with the kids. I'm just saying. Like when when someone says, "Hey, you want to go for a walk?" Like, yeah, I'll go for a walk if I know where I'm going. 
Oh my god, and I recommend that to you. Like every day, you're I, stressed. I I'm can't like, just you go for a walk. I can't just walk. I, no, <laughs> if I'm going to a place, I'm all about the walk life. I'll just send you to CVS. <laughs> go to CVS. Go get me a York peppermint patty <laughs> and come back and de-stress. <laughs> All right, in or out on secret handshakes? Out, out, way out on secret. I can't keep up with it. Me too. I, like, you're doing one thing. I'm trying to do another. It, what are we doing? It made me jealous a lot in high in uh, what elementary school. I didn't have one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have one either. I'm like, does anyone want to be mine? I was too much of a dork to have a he- secret handshake. I was too excited about insects. <laughs> then you got to like practice it and do the like. Not coordinated. How do you enough. even have that conversation? Like, hey, you want to want to make a handshake? What if now? you has a, one of you has a smaller hand? Is it, <laughs> like, do you get hurt? It's like less leverage. Or do you get knuckle on knuckle? <laughs> All right, in or out on having dinner with your kid's teacher. Totes in. Oh, way out. You know I'm in on that. I know you're in on that. I had to put it in there just for the sake of the conversation. I've had dinner with my students and their oh, families. Oh, God. It's so You want to make weird. me dinner? I'm poor and hungry. Once again, I chose poorly in my career. Oh, Thank you. Out, 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 way out. Don't want... Just because you're my kid's teacher doesn't mean you're my buddy. Oh, I was all in. Oh, all right. In or out on the TMC movie channel. The Turner movie classics. Oh, okay. Way um, out. I'm in. I'm out. I'm out. I don't want to see any of the classic movies. Don't want to see them. I want to see movies that are relevant to today. I'll go back as far as like 2001 I, Space Odyssey. I did not know this about you. <laughs> you well, you learned about bugs and I'm in your... <laughs> this explains so much. All right. In or out. Oh, I know this one too. In or out on David Bowie. Out. <laughs> so out. So out. I can't. I love David Bowie. David Bowie gave me nightmares for my entire childhood until I was 15 and I went on a band trip. I didn't know who David Bowie was, but I had this nightmare that some creepy man comes in and steals babies and brings you to goblins. Why? Because I watched The Labyrinth when I was five and I thought it was a dream that I made up. And then on my band trip, they popped in The Labyrinth and I started to cry on the bus because my nightmare was a movie and the star was David Bowie. Oh, I love David. Bowie. I mean, I get why you don't like you David Bowie. You me of the babe. Oh, then shivers up my spine. Um, and and the fact that we now have a new nickname for for Miggy, it, it Ziggy uh, Miggy Stardust. Yeah. Oh my God! Thank you, thank you, Chris Sullivan. Thank you, writers. Thank you, everybody, for that <laughs> fantabulous okay. n- uh, nickname. Uh, in or out. Last one. Uh, morning sex with bad breath. Only if it's quick and you don't talk to me. <laughs> Reset it perfectly. Dad, your breath smells like fish. <laughs> <laughs> no, he says your breath smells like fish. I think he said yours. No, it was yours. Not mine. Yours. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Why does Our mine son. smell like fish? <laughs> no idea. Oh my God. And I have better oral health than you do. You do. You I do. Have such good oral health. Maybe that's why it smells like fish. <sighs> Maybe it's like a cod liver pill. <gasps> Maybe it's like some fish oil in my vitamins. Oh my God, that's a good point. That's a good point. I'll tell him it's because I'm healthy. (laughs) It's because I'm healthy. (laughs) Okay. All right. uh, You ready for hot take? You got a hot take? No. Uh, But I do. You want to know why I don't? Why? Because I can't even still fathom what the heck I watched. (laughs) Buffering. Gotta hurry up with this episode, man. It's okay, long. we're we're gonna yeah, we're at an hour too. Um, an hour? These episodes used to be a half hour. I know. Well, we had fun today. What do you want me to do? Oh my goodness gracious! All right, my hot take for this is um, th- something has to tear apart Kevin and Cassidy because there's no way they're gonna have this relate. They're gonna start this, and it's gonna be all just fun and games. It's it's gonna be perfect. It, it okay. ain't gonna happen. I'm I'm sorry, but like, what is this level of a heart take? I mean, I know that I'm the one that took calculus, animal veterinary science, and insect class while you slept. But are you serious <laughs> that you think that this is hot take worthy? That something bad is gonna happen between Kevin and Cassidy's relationship? All I'm gonna say is you didn't let me finish my sentence. Continue to boggle our minds. I wonder if <laughs> Cassidy now regresses in her AA meetings and starts drinking again and like how she did with her son maybe she does something to Kevin that is similar where she starts drinking she has she has these moments she has like this this thing yeah. and he she does something to Kevin and Kevin's well, like whoa I've got something different for you all right fine what do you got she gets pregnant Oh, you think so? You're welcome. You think this is when she gets pregnant? I don't know, but I just... The timeline would would match. Yeah. 
You're welcome. The timeline would match. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin has a baby at some point. And the kid is between 10 and 12 years old in the future when Rebecca is her. Yep. So, and Kevin has to now, and the way that Elizabeth Berg and Isaac Aptake were talking about it is like he has to now deal with this. Listen, and she was ripped around to go, and she wasn't just talking about getting some booty. So she was probably ovulating at this time. Because, you know, you're not like always ripped around to go at this age, but when you're ovulating, you sure are. You're like, why am I horny? And then you look at your app and you're like, oh, that's why. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, that that's a good one. Good job. Good job, Mary. Something bad's going to happen to Kevin and no, Cassidy. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't talk like this, number one. And number two, it got a little bit further than, than that. It went, it went down a good path. She might drink. Man, you suck. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> she might drink. You suck. <laughs> That's my bride, ladies okay, and gentlemen. We need to wrap this up. Right, People are out. used to half hour and we talk too much. Alright, let's let's close it out. <laughs> Ziggy Stardust, baby. So you're gonna do Hootie and the Blowfish for me? No, no, I had to do I had to do David look Bowie. At, look how creepy he is. David Bowie. I'm I am, just not gonna look. I am all in on David Bowie. Okay. I am like and it's more and more lately. Like some people like some people like are into Prince, and some people are into David Bowie. They don't really mix. I'm fully in on the David Bowie. Good for you. No, you don't think so? <laughs> I mean, had I not been traumatized as a child, I could definitely appreciate him as a musician. Yes. Listen, guys, I'm afraid of only a couple things in my life. Blood, needles, and David, David Bowie. Bowie. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you for uh, all of the reviews. They're coming in. Uh, I think we're up to 132 now, which is great. We are the most reviewed This Is Us podcast on the planet, which is great. We would love to continue to keep growing it. Probably just had the longest episode for uh, the club, too. Uh, <laughs> well, people deserve it. Mean, I know. I appreciate They had to wait. Um, so, you know, I, I just want to say thank you very much for everything that you guys do, listening to the David podcast, subscribing. I'm turning, I'm turning him okay. down. I'm turning him down. Um, listening to the podcast, doing everything you do, interacting with us in the This Is Us 2 group. Uh, it's great. And, and if you want to keep continuing to engage with Mary and I, you can at maryandblake.com or just check us out on all of the amazing social channels that we have, which is Facebook and Twitter, the Gram, YouTube, uh, all of it. It's just Mary and Blake. And you can even email us at maryandblakemedia at gmail.com. That's right. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, that you have a super cool deal. A super cool deal for Minute with Mary. 15% off of a makeup remover. A makeup stick remover, right? It's a stick that you rub on your face. You yes. rub on like your eyelashes or your stubborn lipstick and it melts your makeup like butter and it doesn't have any harsh chemicals in it and your face feels amazing. Yes, I'm telling it does. you guys. Yes, it does. So are you ready to go watch uh, the next episode now, finally? Yes. And it, I'm not sure if we're going to get another episode done tonight. Not Maybe I can do a little hooky from work tomorrow. What do you think? I no, because on Thursdays we have our four-year-old. I don't have childcare, man. I'm a stay-at-home mm. work-from-home mom. When you, mm. we'll figure this. We'll out. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll, we'll get the other. Maybe we'll do it tonight. You. After all, we'll, we'll figure see. this out. We'll see. Well, anyway, anything else, my love? You got? That's it. That's it. My name's Mary. My name's Blake. And this is us too. <laughs> <laughs>